Hello everyone, welcome to RLCC Radio, where you can grow in your faith together with others by listening to our daily devotionals, sermons, and other audio broadcasts. Feel free to share this tool with others. Also, join us every day as we explore God's truth together. Let's dive in. Thanks be to God sa pagkakataon muli na magkasama-sama dito sa ating uh, online broadcast na tinatawag nating Morning Devo. Uh, we thank the Lord for this opportunity and of course I would like to ask everyone to uh, just uh, prepare ourselves, be in an attitude of uh, prayer and openness, being ready to listen to whatever the Holy Spirit may impress upon us. As we go through this uh, morning Devo, ang topic natin today is entitled The Crisis of Faith. And it is based on Luke 12, verse 49, hanggang uh, chapter 13, verse 9. Now, when a person hears the gospel, whether it's the first time or not, he or she is faced with a crisis. Will he or she believe and entrust everything to the Lord, or will he or she just continue on as if the Lord did not confront him or her with the gospel? Now, what I'm talking about dito is, of course, the kind of uh, decision no, na kailangan gawin. No? And this is really called the crisis of faith. We have to decide, and we need to decide in the right way. That is, no, we must believe rather than reject the gospel now. And to believe, of course, is not simply just to acknowledge it. Unfortunately, sa panahon natin ngayon, there are many who actually hear the gospel, pero basically ang response nila is um, parang casual lang, okay. Or maybe they will just continue on with their way of life as if they did not hear it. Or else, parang they would just say, Sige, okay, I believe. But they do not really fully surrender themselves to the Lord. In other words, it is tantamount to also rejecting what the Lord is saying. Because if it is true that Jesus is Lord of all and that He is the Messiah, who comes to save us and to transform the, the whole universe for the glory of God, and how are we to respond to that? You know, if the love of God is shown to us in, in ways that, uh, you know, uh, really astounds and amazes us through the person of Jesus, His Son, and if He's calling us, calling us back to Himself, so that we can live our lives for the glory of God. And how are we to respond to that? Uh, ang response po ba natin is parang casual lang and okay, let me just move on with my life? Or do we actually decide here and now and say, okay, Lord, if that is the case, then nothing else is uh, reasonable in terms of my response to that except my full Surrender 
to you, Lord. You see, not deciding is already a decision. And we will be held accountable for rejecting the truth, even though some of us might even, uh, you know, confess that we have believed the truth. But the thing is, uh, yung, yung kwan natin, yung uh, response natin is uh, often half-hearted. Now, I don't want to be harsh or anything, pero, you know, what I'm saying in effect is that we need to really consider Pag-isipan talaga natin maigi. How am I responding? Now, if it's not clear to you, I understand that. Kung di pa malinaw sa atin yung gospel and what it really means, then we should really spend time uh, and talagang uh, you know, unawain ito para we can really say, Lord, if this is true, then you know, how would you want me to live my life? How would you want me to follow you right now sa mundong ito? And um, kagabi nga, pinag-usapan dun sa evening prayers is uh, God's way of living. And it's a good reminder and, and challenge to all of us to, to really uh, respond to God. If He has really loved us and, and if He's calling us to Himself through His Son, Jesus, how are we to respond to that? So, basahin po natin ang Luke 12, verse 49, hanggang all the way to chapter 13, verse 9, for our morning devo today. So, umpisaan natin sa verse 49 in chapter 12, continuing on from yesterday's morning devo. Sabi ni Jesus, I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He said to the crowd, When you see a cloud uh, rising in the west, immediately you say, It's going to rain. And it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, It's going to be hot. And it is. Hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? Why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? As you are going with your adversary to the magistrate, try hard to be reconciled to him on the way. Or he may drag you off to the judge, and the judge turn you over to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Now look, let's go to chapter 13, verse 1. Now there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will, will all perish. 
or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Then he told this parable, a man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, Leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. Now, this is the word of the Lord para sa atin this morning. Some pretty strong words, actually, from the Lord Jesus addressed to everyone else who cared to listen and even to us today. So tayong lahat po ay manalangin, magkaroon tayo ng humility and openness of heart that the Lord may speak to us. Purihin ang Panginoon. Let's pray. Lord, uh, maraming salamat sa iyo, Father, by your grace and mercy, O God, na kami ay binigyan mo ng chance or opportunity to hear the good news. And I pray na this would really uh, be so true and meaningful sa amin that we would respond in faith, that we would in fact be willing, Lord God, to submit our lives to you, Panginoon, and really allow you to be Lord of everything. Uh, nawa hindi maging half-hearted ang aming response or casual. But rather, Panginoon, uh, may this crisis of faith that we're about to talk about today become the kind of uh, wake-up call for us to decide how we are to live. So tulungan niyo po kami, Heavenly Father, as we open our hearts to you today, this morning, Speak to us, Panginoon, and gamitin niyo po ako, dear Lord, that I may make clear what is your message for all of us today. Salamat po. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. So we want to talk about itong crisis of faith. And uh, the, re the reason why, you know, I call it crisis because it's really a moment of discernment and decision on our part. Here's what I'm trying to get at dito sa ating divo na to, even before we dive in. Napakaalaga kasi that uh, we really consider ano ba talaga yung ibig sabihin ng gospel and uh, who is Jesus really? Now, Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Savior of all mankind. And he was sent to the world uh, first to redeem us from our sins by dying on the cross. But more than that, he, he, you know, he, he did not just die on the cross. He was buried. On the third day, he rose again and he ascended into heaven and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, uh, pouring out his Holy Spirit upon all those who would believe and follow him. And uh, soon he would return and establish the physical and literal kingdom of God upon all the universe. 
in a new creation that he promised. So if this is all true, how am I supposed to respond to that? If Jesus is truly Lord of all, uh, if he loves me or who I am and no matter what I have done sa buhay ko and if he's really willing to die for me so that I may be saved and if he's willing to pour out his spirit so that I can be a new creation and if he's calling me to live my life for his glory, how am I supposed to respond? This is what we are talking about, mga kapatid. So, I hope na of course, I'm sure, siguro, uh, none of you is parang disregarding that. That's why you're here listening to me. Pero there's a big difference between parang just casually responding and saying, Okay, that's nice. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. And, and then just moving on as if it doesn't really matter. What I hope to happen po uh, is that we would be uh, really motivated to take the time to talagang listen and, and ask God, Lord, if this is true, how would you want me to live? How would you want me to respond? How, what do you want me to do with the life that you've entrusted to me? To really take that seriously and make the time and effort talaga to discern and find out what it is that God would want you to do rather than just parang going casually with our lives, just, you know, choosing whatever we like. Uh, my prayer is that uh, by God's grace, we would actually decide now how to respond while we still have time. So, here's the question that I want to talk about this morning. Why do we need to decide now? Uh, bang later na lang yan, you know, because there are many things I want to do in my life. Well, there are three reasons that I see in this passage na binasa natin. Luke 12, 49, hanggang 13, 9. And I want to start off with this first reason na, na observe ko from our passage. And I believe na it's important for us to understand it. Uh, enough grace is already working. Enough grace is already working ngayon all around us, and even in our own lives. I want to read uh, verse 49 to 53 first. So, tingnan natin para I can explain this to you. Sabi ni Jesus, I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. Now, ibig sabi ni Jesus dito? Well, using the, the Gospel of Luke as the context nitong uh, statement na to, Fire is often referred to, you know, the work of God's uh, grace, you know, uh, particularly the Holy Spirit being poured out and, you know, transforming people. Uh, and so here in this case, he's talking about yung, the coming of the, the Holy Spirit, you know, that will bring about the transformation of people. And sabi niya, how I wish it were already kindled. So hindi pa niya pinopour out yun at that point nung sinabi niya ito but he's going to do that to do that as we shall see in the rest of the the story especially in the book of Acts he will pour out his Holy Spirit and in fact sa Acts chapter 2 ang manifestation ng Holy Spirit was you know the tongues of fire that would really 
come upon each disciple or apostle. Now, sabi niya ganito in verse 50, But I have a baptism to undergo in how distressed I am until it is completed. Of course, he's talking about the Passion Week. He's talking about his death on the cross, wherein he's going to offer himself as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So sabi niya, how distressed I am until it is completed. Which means this is not something na parang casual lang. He's going to give his life as a ransom for many. But after that, he's going to fulfill yung sinasabi niya, I have come to bring fire on the earth. So Which means that this is already done because we already know that Jesus died on the cross and he rose again from the dead and he ascended into heaven and poured out his spirit. So this is now a reality para sa atin. And now sabi niya sa verse 51, Do you think I came to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but division. In other words, because of uh, his coming and, uh, uh, you know, eventually the pouring out of his spirit, you know, or the fire, you know, of God on the earth that purifies people, there will be divisions. There will be choices that has to be made. Sabi niya sa verse 52, From now on there will be five in one family, divided against each other, three against two, and two against three. So sinasabi niya na sa atin, not everyone will make the same decision. No? But the grace of God and the power of God is already working. You know, uh, the gospel is spreading. Verse 53, sabi niya, they will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. So what he's saying basically is that, you know, the grace of God will be uh, poured out and it would work in such a way that people uh, will have to decide. No? And uh, this is what I mean by this reason. Enough grace is already working. We can see it. A lot of people are already making a decision to give all their lives to Jesus. And to start uh, really serving Him sa buhay nila. And we can see this all around us. But not everybody is making that choice. Like I said, may mga tao who would reject the gospel. Others would, you know, respond pero only casually or half-heartedly. And nakakalungkot ito. But even in our own families, minsan makikita natin, there will be you know, maybe family members who would say they believe, but they would not really take that a step further than, you know, just siguro the most that they would do is maybe attend church. But they would not give their lives to Jesus. They would not surrender and say, Lord Jesus, use me for your glory. Now, the grace of God is, is at work right now. Ever since the Lord Jesus came and he poured out his spirit, you know, upon the church, the gospel has been spreading and the word of God has been reaching many people. So, hindi nakatago ang salita ng Panginoon. The gospel is not hidden. If ever, it is only hidden upon those who are hardening their hearts. But if anyone wants to understand and wants to know, the grace of God is already working right now to open people's eyes. In fact, I do believe na itong recent na pandemic, kung saan ang mga tao are forced to just stay at home and rely mostly on the internet, 
I believe it's a, a consolation, a gift from God. Kasi, first of all, among churches, realize that there is this tool called the internet that can be used to further the gospel. And praise God na marami nga ang nag-adjust uh, ng ganun, although many others did not. And still many others insist na ang pinaka, the only way lang talaga for the church to gather is physically. And it's a hard thing to to change kasi it's a mindset that is, of course, part na ng ating tradition. Meanwhile, you know, the truth remains that um, the gospel is spreading. And there are many tools that God is using, including the internet. So if somebody really wants to understand the truth, there is enough grace working in the lives of people to, for them to, to understand, to see. Kaya walang dahilan eh, for us to actually not decide because God would want to make clear to us kung anong ibig sabihin ng good news. And if we really want to understand it, we can. Because God's grace is working right now in and through the church. Kaya lang, why is it that there are many people who walk away from the gospel? In fact, itong ang nakaraang mga panahon na ito, there are many who have decided that they will no longer live their lives to follow Jesus. They will just go back to the world and do whatever they like to do. And the question is, did they not understand? Malabo ba yung gospel sa kanila? And then there are many, of course, who are just parang casual church attendees who never really, really give their lives to Jesus. They just go through the motions, making sure na ika nga naglumipat lang sila ng ibang tradition. Uh, dati, they are worshiping saints and statues. Pero ngayon, naborn again na sila, so they come to church. But that's really the most that they would do. If you examine yung kanilang mga life choices, you would see that it's just the same thing. It's just, you know, continuing on with what, you know, continuing on with their preferences, with their priorities. Never really asking themselves the crucial question, what does it really mean? If Jesus is indeed the Lord of all and the Son of God, who takes away the sins of, my, of the world, how am I to respond to that? Like I said, inuulit-ulit ko nga sa inyo, we are called to, to really receive fully the grace of God sa buhay natin so that we can be transformed and fulfill you know, the work that God has assigned for us abang tayo inabubuhay sa mundong ito. And yet, not everybody is interested in that. But anyway, here's the first reason I believe. Enough grace is already, you know, working. Now, secondly, enough evidence is already available. And I believe this is what you see in verses 54 to 59, so chapter 12. Uh, Jesus addressing everyone else. He's basically saying that uh, there is enough evidence if you would just look. No? Let's look at that. Tingnan natin yun. Sabi sa verse 54, he said to the crowd, When you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say it's going to rain. And it does. And when the south wind blows, you say it's going to be hot. And it is. And then very strongly, sabi niya, hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? 
In other words, Jesus is now warning Israel at this point. Everyone else who was listening to him, he was warning them, telling them, Don't you see? Ninyo ba nakikita yung evidence? You can read the sky, you can read the clouds, but can you not read what's going on? Sabi niya sa verse 57, Why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? No, Tapos, as you are going with your adversary to the magistrate, uh, try hard to be reconciled to him on the way, or he may drag you off to the judge, and the judge turn you over to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison. In other words, there's the there's judgment already happening right now, and you have to decide. And then in verse 59, sabi niya, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. So what does Jesus mean by this? He's saying uh, there is enough evidence, you know, if you would care to look. No, uh, looking at, first of all, you know, the scriptures themselves. Kung gusto mong malaman talaga yung katotohanan, the, the, the Bible is available for you to really read and meditate on, specifically the gospel. I always tell people na, if you haven't done so already, take that time to meditate on at least one gospel. Binakamek says, the gospel of Mark. Just meditate on that with an open heart. And then ask yourself, who is Jesus? And then look at the lives of those whom Jesus has transformed. And look at history. You know, how the gospel has changed and transformed. Not just individuals, but nations. There is enough evidence already available for us that God is calling us into a future that is truly exciting. How can we take that casually? No? How can we just look at that evidence and say, No, you know, I'm just going to just continue on kung yung plano ko sa buhay. If it's truly there for us to see, why is it that we don't decide? Nasabi ko na sa inyo, or naikwento ko na nga before, that, uh, uh, you know, took, it took a while bago ako makonvert because I was hard-hearted. You know, marami akong gustong gawin sa buhay ko and I did not want anyone to bother me about anything, including the good news about Jesus. I was not really that interested. Pero by the grace of God, my eyes was opened, were open rather. And nakita ko that indeed Jesus is the hope of the world and he has come to change the trajectory of my life. And I could no longer just disregard that. So, really, why do we need to decide now? No, And there are three reasons why. Because, una, enough grace is already working. If you would just open your eyes, you know. And there is enough evidence that shows that God is at work in the world. How can we just casually look at that? How can we live our lives as if it doesn't really matter? I think the only reasonable response is not just to parang, you know, quote-unquote, accept Jesus, but really to surrender and say, Lord, what would you want me to do? How would you want me to live? What is my assignment? What is my calling? Ito po yung dapat maging response. Hindi lang yung parang, Lord, sige, thank you for promising heaven, so I, I put my faith in you, so when I die, I go to heaven. In, in the meantime, 
I will just live my life here on earth the way I want to. That is not the response that Jesus is looking for, I believe. And finally, the third reason is enough time is already being given. No. And here we find this particular idea, uh, chapter 13, verses 1 to 9. So, basahin natin yun. Let's read that. Sabi sa verse 1 in chapter 13, Now there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. So, napaka-gruesome nun, di ba? It happened during their time na merong mga Galileans daw na, you know, probably in execute at ginamit yung kanilang dugo as part of the sacrifices. Pero sabi ni Jesus, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? So tingin nyo ba, mas makasalanan yung mga yun. Ito sabi, ito sagot nyo sa verse 3. I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will, will all perish. You know, sometimes we think na, oh, kawawa naman itong mga ito. But the Lord Jesus is saying, you know, the judgment of God is going to come upon everyone at a time that, nobody, you know, you don't know when. Kaya nga sinasabi niya sa mga disciples niya, be always ready and watchful. And then he adds another illustration, sabi niya, or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them. Maybe it was an accident, no? Di ate alam. Do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? Naisip natin yung mga napahamak, yung mga namatay sa ganitong insidente or whatever, kawawa naman sila. Sabi ni Jesus, are you assuming na mas guilty sila? And then he answers the question again, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. So it's a very strong warning to people, no? Basically, na yung life nila will be wasted if they don't decide. And eventually, it would be a waste for all eternity. So he's calling them to decide. This is a crisis of faith. This is not parang, okay, I'll just be casual about it. And there, he's actually challenging them to make a decision. Remember, the whole context in is the, the teaching about discipleship that Jesus is emphasizing. Ito sa mga chapters na binabasa natin. Now, in verse 6, Abi, then he told this parable, A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. Now, often, yung fig tree is a symbol of Israel. No? And so, in this case, it could be a parang a warning to the nation of Israel uh, mismo, no? Now, sabi sa verse 7, So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Now, sabi nga, sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. Finally, in verse 9, sabi nga, if it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. So what is the Lord saying dito? I believe he's saying enough time is already being given. No one really knows the day or the hour. Di natin alam. As we, as we wake up each day, you know, the, the day, capital letter D, is fast approaching. Jesus can return anytime. So how we're living our lives right now must be taken into serious consideration. We need to decide how am I going to respond to Jesus. Am I just going to be casual about it? Am I parang just going to say, 
thank you, Lord Jesus, for salvation, and then just move on? Or do I really take the time to really reflect and listen to God and say, Lord, what is your assignment for me with this life that you have entrusted to me? What am I supposed to do? Show me the way. We should take seriously young gospel calling natin. And there are three reasons, like I said. Una, enough grace is already working. The Spirit of God is moving right now. Enough evidence is already available. And enough time is already being given. Kailan tayo magdi-decide? In other words, the crisis of faith is the crisis of discernment and decision-making. Kailangan natin i-consider seriously kung ano implications ng gospel. Ang krisis ng pananampalataya ay krisis ng paghiwatig at paggawa ng desisyon. Kailangan alamin natin, okay, I'm not saying that all of us should go full-time, but we sh- it should be clear uh, in our hearts what is our assignment sa mundong ito. We cannot just continue living as if it doesn't really matter. What is my assignment? If the Lord wants me to bear witness to His name in the marketplace, then so be it. Do it with all excellence and commitment. Represent Christ in the marketplace. Is He calling you to be to represent Him as an, an educator, as a teacher? You know, kailan lang nagkaroon tayo ng Teacher's Day, di ba? Was it yesterday? If that is your calling, then do it with all your heart, glorifying the Lord, making sure that you actually use that platform to witness to the grace of God. What I'm saying is that we cannot be casual about this. We cannot just simply say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for heaven. One day, pupunta ko sa heaven. And then not really worry or think about how am I supposed to live while I'm waiting for that. See, the gospel confronts us with a crisis. It's the crisis of discernment and decision-making. What am I supposed to do? Am I just going to wait until I die so I can go to heaven? Or do I, make, do I need to make a decision right now as to how am I supposed to live? Well, I believe it's the latter, not the former. Heaven is assured. For every born-again believer, you know, there's nothing to worry. Alam ko na that my soul is well and God takes care of that. My concern is in the present time. How am I to live my life? You know, am I going to just live for pleasure? You know, nagahanap lang ako lagi ng pagkakataon para mamasyal? Or do I take it seriously and say, Lord, thank you for the gifts, the talents, the treasures, everything. So now what do you want me to do, Panginoon? See, I believe that we need to decide that. And we cannot be casual about it. So tayong lahat po ay manalangin. Father in heaven, forgive us, Panginoon, for not really taking it seriously. But you sent your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, not just to bring us into heaven, but to create a new people for himself, for yourself, Lord. And we are that people, Panginoon. We are called by God. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which you have prepared in advance for us to do. 
May it be, Panginoon, na hindi kami maging casual in our response, but that we will really take it seriously, Lord, and really make time to know and understand kung ano pinagagawa mo sa amin so that we may live our lives with a sense of calling and purpose, knowing where you are assigning us and by the great grace, grace of God, really doing what you want us to do, regardless ko naman yun. Lord, help us to live our lives for your glory and not to treat the gospel casually. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you were encouraged and edified to continue following the Lord and growing in your faith together with others. If this content helped you, consider sharing it with others. Also, if you would like to support this ministry, please visit solo.to slash rlccphil. That's solo.to slash rlccphil. See you again.